Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how you can start getting involved in real estate through wholesale and wholetailing cash flow. My guest in this episode is Chris Rude. Chris is from Lafayette, Louisiana, a father of five, and has been together with his wife for 18 years. He is a real estate investor, real estate wholesale coach, serial entrepreneur, and investor. He owns over $11 million worth of real estate along with seven other companies. And Chris will show you how to make an extra stream of income using his top methods in the wholesaling industry. A lot of listeners have reached out to me through email and asked, how can I get started in investing with no money? Wholesaling real estate is a phenomenal way to generate income to get you started uh, in the real estate uh, investment industry. Are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options? Discover Real Estate. It's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth. But the reality is real estate investing takes expertise, market knowledge, and time. So what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge? Discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing. Their secret? They partner with proven private real estate investment funds. Four Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while Four Peaks does all the work. Call Four Peaks Capital Partners at 877-5-INCOME. That's 877-5-INCOME or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? I am 37 years old. I'm from a little small town in, here in South Central Louisiana called Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, born and raised here. I, um, I was an entrepreneur, you know, all the way growing up, even in elementary school. You know, I always had a knack for, you know, really selling and, and communicating really well. I can, I can remember when I, was, when I was about 12 years old, I was, I was selling basketball and baseball cards to students in my classroom based upon what the value of their of the cars would be worth in the future because maybe they, it was a hot rookie card and i would i would sell them on the fact it was a matter of fact that it was a shaquille o'neal rookie card i was selling to this one particular kid it was the, the card was probably worth you know ten ten dollars at the time and i knew that shaquille o'neal was going to be a big deal in the future and i sold them on the fact that it would be worth a lot more in the future and and end up let, get convincing him or selling him on the fact to give me a little bit more than, than what it was worth because it would be worth even more than that in the future. So I always had a knack for sales, right? Um, mm -hmm. I come from a background of, of entrepreneurs. My, uh, my stepdad was an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. Um, they all own businesses. You know, I, uh, I, I knew growing up that I, I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like I just had it in me. Like I, I was totally unemployable. Like I tried working for my dad, my stepdad. I got fired both times. I just, I'm, I'm hard-headed, right? And you almost find this as a, as a common thread amongst entrepreneurs. They're just unemployable. You know, they, they're too hard-headed. They're too stubborn. They have to have it their, their way and they have to do it the way that they want. Right. So um, fast forward, uh, you know, a few years, I'm, 
at, at, at 20, 22 years old, I was a, a junior, no, I'm sorry, I was a, yeah, I was about a junior, senior, no, junior in college here at UL in Lafayette, Louisiana, and I was studying business, and I wanted to start a business, and, and I didn't know what to, what to do at the time. So I started coming up with ideas, and I remember my dad sent me to get, a, the, to get the oil change in one of his company vehicles at the time, and I went and got the oil change at this, this quick loop. And I can remember the people complaining because it took so long for them to change all, but it was supposed to be a quick lose. So a light bulb went off on my head. I was like, I bet you if I got, you know, a truck and got all the tools and equipment and I brought the service to the consumer at work or wherever they live, you know, and I could change their oil and maybe even wash their car while they're at work and it would be a great service. I could charge more for the service because I'm saving them time and convenience. So I went and I borrowed a hundred bucks from my dad and I bought a, some tools, some wrenches, some filters and an oil drum. And I made some cards and I started passing them out and going to, to companies who had fleet vehicles and started uh, basically going around and, and selling myself in the service that I can offer. And I, I started getting a lot of clients and I started going on site, changing oil, washing cars, cars, waxing. Um, fast forward six months later and I'm making I'm making a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, make, I'm making, you know, four or $5,000 a month changing oil and washing cars out of the back of my truck while I'm in college studying business part-time. Started doing really well with that. By the time I graduated college my senior year, I, um, I actually was making six figures. So I was like, man, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to get a job. My buddies would go and get corporate jobs making, you know, 40 grand a year, 50 grand a year having to work 60, 70 hours a week. And here I am working, making six figures as a 20, 22, 23 year old. So from there, I, um, I basically wanted to expand the business because I was, I was chasing around money, having to go from site to site, ended up getting into windshield repairs and replacements. So doing auto glass on site also, which added another, another flow of income to what I was already doing. So I started making, you know, I was making multiple six figures after I started doing auto glass then I wanted to get my own shops and I didn't know how to, uh, you know, I, I needed to get a shop because I was chase, I can only chase around so many people at one time. The business, I felt like the business wasn't scalable. So I needed some locations. So what I did was I started uh, looking for some locations and ended up finding one to rent, rented that out for a little while, du doubled my income again once I got my first shop. Then this is about 2005. 2006, I don't know if you remember when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans and devastated New Orleans, that big hurricane. I don't know. Yep. Where, yep. You remember that? Okay. So the hurricane came and hit New Orleans, totally devastated that whole area. Everyone from New Orleans moved west. They either moved to Baton Rouge, Lafayette, or Houston. And so what happened was, and, this, and I'm telling you this story because this is the start of my real estate journey. It kind of ties into my, my real estate journey. All these people come and start, you know, filling up all these houses. So what happens, you know, as you guys know, when, so, you know, supply tightens up, demand, you know, when demand is high, supply and supply tightens up, prices soar. And I noticed I was, I think I was, uh, I was probably 20, 26 at the time, 25. I noticed that the real estate prices everywhere were just skyrocketing. And I, and I had just built a house maybe, I think, three, four years before that, right when I graduated college. And I noticed the house that I was in almost doubled in value within like six months to a year. It was ridiculous because there was no inventory because all these people were displaced looking for houses and there was no inventory. So I was like, man, I bet you if I sell my house, I could probably make a lot of money. So I convinced my wife to sell our, to, to put our house in the market. So we went and we painted the inside of the house. We re-landscaped it and we put it on the market. Two months later, I sold my house. I made $125,000 at 26 years old on my first I flipped on my first house to, that I flipped and it was my personal home. Right. This was the start of my, of my real estate journey. And I was like, Jesus, you know how many, how many vehicles I have to change the oil and wash their cars to make 125,000. <laughs> so, so I was like, this is, this is, this is incredible. So I took that money and I invested it into a, a second location here in my, in my town um, another location to change oil and, and, and do mechanic work and auto glass at a, on a really busy intersection in my town. Great location. I paid 
I think I paid 860000 for it, but that was the down payment I needed to borrow the money to get that location. So I invested that, that money back into my, my oil change business. So that doubled my income again. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So the next house we bought just so happened, we bought a pre foreclosure because I was like, I saw that, wow, that you can, you can flip houses and make a lot of money. So I made sure that I bought right. Like I made sure that I bought an investment property that had equity. So we bought this pre foreclosure, fixed it up, lived in that for, I think, two years. I flipped that one and made $60,000. I used that money and bought a, a third location. And now I'm, I'm doing so well with my, I have all these locations. And actually, matter of fact, I bought a fourth location, but I, I, I say I bought, I rented a fourth location. I had four locations going at one time. Then at, at 20, I think I'm 27, 28 years old this time. I'm making a lot of money. I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm making, you know, three, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year at, at 27, 28 years old. And I kind of forgot about the real estate world because I was so busy. I had like 32 employees at one time and I was working my tail off and I was like, I was making good money, but I, I got burned out. I started to get burned out because I can only do so much. And it was a lot of work. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take some of the, the cash that I made from these, all these businesses and I'm going to start getting back into real estate. So what I did was I bought, I think we bought about two or $3 million worth of single family homes off of MLS. I'd go and I'd make, you know, I'd make 20, 30 offers with a realtor. Hopefully one or two would stick. We'd go and negotiate down. And if I got it for a decent deal, I'd go ahead and buy it. So I did this for about a year or two. I think we bought around 33, 34 single family homes. In a price range anywhere from 110 to 150,000. Well, right after I ended up buying all these houses, fast forward another couple of years, 2014 hit where, where the oil crisis hit. I don't know if you, you remember when 2014 oil went from $110 a barrel to $28 a barrel. Yep. Which de which devastated the oil industry, right? The energy sector. We, yep. we lost thousands of jobs here in Louisiana across the, you know, the South, Texas. I mean, the, the whole industry was disrupted. So when we lost all these jobs, I, my, my, two things happened. We, my, my quick lube and car washes and, uh, and mechanic shops, I think we, we dropped from, you know, 20%. We lost 20% of revenue. Then next year we lost 30. Then the next year we lost 40%. So I was at this time, I'm, I'm probably losing 10 grand a month with all my shops. Maybe I think maybe even 15, 20 at some, some months. It was that bad. On top of that, my rental properties were, were get, becoming vacant because all these people that could afford th these higher, because I bought a lot of higher end properties. I should, that's one key you know, um, perspective I want to give you guys the and it all ties together. I know I'm kind of long-winded. I'm telling this long story, but it all ties into real estate and, and, and knowing about things. So I buy all these properties and I kind of bought high-end rentals instead of the you know, lower-end rentals. And what happened was all these people couldn't afford this $1,500 to $2,000 a month rent. They, most, a lot of them moved out. So I started taking a loss on that. So I'm losing four to five grand on my, my rental properties and I'm losing another 10, 15,000 with my shops. I'm losing 20 grand a month. Well, right around the same time, which was my saving grace, which probably kept me from going bankrupt, was I found out, you know, because I'm in real estate at, the, at this time, I'm doing both. I'm, I'm working my shops and doing real estate. Right around the same time, I'm playing on YouTube and, I, and I, somebody starts talking about wholesaling real estate on YouTube. I'm like, wholesaling real estate? What the hell is wholesaling real estate? How do you wholesale real estate? So I do a bunch of research on wholesaling real estate and I'm like, man, this is really cool. You can actually take control of a property and flip it to an investor with no money out of your pocket and make 10, 15, 20. I've even seen people post checks for 50, 60, 70 grand. I was like, this is incredible. I can do this. So I, I deep dive into uh, YouTube and I learn as much as I can from other people who are giving free content. And I kind of put the pieces together and I started wholesaling on my own. I actually wholesaled a couple of my own properties that were in my portfolio that I had bought. And I made five grand here, seven grand there, 2,500 here, but I couldn't put it all together. So what I did is I hired three mentors back to back to back. And I just deep dived everything wholesaling. That following month after I, I think my second mentor, I made $47,000 in one month wholesaling real estate part-time while still running my shops. 
And I was like, a light bulb went off on my head. I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I can make $47,000 in one month with no employees, just flipping a contract part-time. I don't even make $47,000. I've never, even when t- the, the, the economy was great, I couldn't make $47,000 in one month with all of my shops. And I had 32 employees. That's when a light bulb went off and I said, you know what? Y'all can have these shops. I told all my managers, don't call me unless something like majorly wrong. So I went all in on wholesaling. And I got so good at wholesaling that my mentors actually hired me to work in their sales department to enroll students from across the country for their education program. And what I did was I, I was, so I was selling for them and I was wholesaling. And at this time I'm scaling, I'm making 50, I'm making 60. I, you know, I was making 70, $80,000 a month wholesaling. And thank God that I did that because at the same time, my businesses were suffering because of the oil and gas prices. And the only reason I was able to stay afloat is because I was making so much money wholesaling real estate and flipping contracts. Because that $20,000, 10, 15, $20,000 loss I was taking every month didn't really matter when you're making 50, 40, 60, $70,000 a month if I could absorb it. So at this time, uh, I'm enrolling all these students. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning what works, what doesn't work. And I'm starting to figure out, like, you know, I'm watching all these students come in and out. I'm watching the ones that are successful, the ones that aren't successful. And I was trying to figure out what makes me so good at this and what makes, you know, a few students that enroll really good at this. And I, I took careful note of that. And I noticed the people that were the best at wholesaling had the, the best people skills. They were the best at sales. They really knew how to talk to people. And that's, you know, that kind of ties into my whole brand of skills get the deals, right? Because it ain't about marketing. Marketing's mechanics. Marketing just gets the lead in front of you. But what you do with that lead determines if you're going to get the deal or not. You got to know how to, you know, negotiate and build rapport and all these different skill sets that, that I'm always talking about. So fast forward another year, I worked in these sales departments for over a year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my own. I'm going to do this on my own. So I started my own coaching company and um, got hooked up with Grant Cardone. And um, here, here we sit, man. And I'm, 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 I'm wholesaling real estate. I'm, I'm, buying, I'm, I'm buying a lot of buying holes now because I've learned so much because I almost lost my tail back in 2014 on what, what to buy and what not to buy. And I'm coaching students from across the country right now on how to change their life using real estate wholesaling because it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't require banks. You don't have to have a million dollars in your checking account to get started. And it's way better than flipping houses. I think people watch too many HGTV shows on flip this house and that house. And, and, and I think they, they glorify, you know, flippers when it, it really ain't that great. You know, I, I tell some of my students, you know, quick nickel beats a slow dime. You know, I'd much rather make $10,000 in 10 to 14 days than 30 to $40,000 in four to six months. And that's the power of wholesaling because you're in and out of a deal with zero risk. They don't show you all the, 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 the devastation or the, where you get kicked in the nuts when you're rehabbing a house and you find out half the house got termite damage and inspected it and catch it. Or you got a crack in the cement slab or the AC goes out during inspection time when you're trying to sell it and you got to spend another five, six, seven grand. These are some of the untold stories that they don't talk about flipping, right? Yeah, that, so that's, that, that, was cut, that was cut during production right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, there's a lot of gold here with uh, just recognizing opportunities and looking at problems and pain points. And we're going to talk about some of these things and how they translate into wholesaling and also wholetailing. And then yep. one of the things that I also picked up too from your story, Chris, is the synergetic flows. Like, you know, the show is all about cash flow and about multiple income streams. But I think one of the things that you did really well is the complementary income streams and adding those streams in your businesses, uh, just as you've done with the real estate, where I think a lot of folks start something, they grow it, and then they go into a completely different sector. (laughs) And you got to build up this whole thing all over again, instead of looking for the synergy in the flows that you can add on to your business 
Um, and I love how you touched on the, you got a mentor, you know, you got a mentor and a coach because that compresses time right there. And that combined yep. with personal development is just an absolute knockout punch. Can you talk before uh, a little bit about personal development and the role that it played in your life and your journey before we jump into uh, all sailing and wholesaling? Absolutely. You know, from a, you know, from a young age, I've always been a seeker of knowledge. Like I was always a strange bird. Like I was never, I was just a, I was kind of a weird cat growing up. Like I was always just wanting to know about things. Right. I wanted to know how things worked. I want to know why, you know, successful businesses were successful, why this particular human being was so successful. And, um, I really deep dived into personal development. I, I started reading books, um, like I, I literally started reading a book a week when I was probably 22, 23 years old. It fundamentally changed the way I thought at a young age. And I, I think, you know, if, if for you guys that are listening that are really young, if I can give one piece of advice that can really change your outcome in life, especially if you're young, is that you can literally hire a coach for 10 bucks. You can literally get into the mind of a successful entrepreneur or a successful person that's in your industry for 10 to 15, 20 bucks by just picking up their book. I think people don't realize that, you know, they say, well, I don't want to hire a mentor. I can't, I, I can't afford to hire a mentor for 2000 5000 whatever that mentor is charging. Guys, if you can't afford 10, 15, 20 bucks for a book, you got a problem. And if you can't, if, if you can't absorb all this information, there's so much information out there. You literally, this is the best time in history to be alive. Like there's so much free information. There's so much knowledge available to the masses and the public that you can literally become the best version of yourself at a young age for, for literally a couple hundred bucks. You know, you could buy 10 books that'll change your life at $10 a piece or $20 a piece and literally read each of those books two to three, four times. And just those books right there could change your whole out, outlook and your whole, your, your whole, um, circumstances. So, I mean, for people that don't have, you know, they don't come from a background of money or whatever, they had bad, you know, circumstances, pick up books, guys, read as many books as you possibly can find some people that inspire you and, and read their book two or three times. And that's kind of what I did. I, I just read and deep dive so many books that it, I just, kept, I just kept, I kept becoming the best version of myself, right? Every time it's like, I tell my students, every time I read a book, it's like downloading software into the heart, into the you know, your computer, right? You're a computer and you're just downloading new software. Every time I read a book and I just, every time I read a book, I become a better version of myself. You know, I'm able to, to take all the golden nuggets that that person experienced in my lifetime of, no, of, of having mistakes happen to them, learning different skill sets. And I'm able to implant that into my mind from one single book. And that's kind of what I did. I just really deep dived and followed people that I, that I admired and, and just deep dive into what they knew. And I collapsed time, right? That's all you're doing. You're taking information and you're downloading it into your mind. And then you're basically going to, it's going to take you from where you are now and put you where you want to be fast. That's all you're doing when you're reading a book or you're hiring a mentor. So I, I can't, I can't tell you guys every, like nothing, nothing that anybody does like that's on a grand scale on this planet is done alone. They, not, we're not all that gifted. Like most people think that all these people that are billionaires and, and trillionaires are or not trillionaires, billionaires and, and multi-hectomillionaires, they're just naturally gifted. Maybe they are a little bit, but they all had help. And if you look in, and really research, these people were avid learners. And it, all they did was they just duplicated a lot of the same tactics and principles of people from, that they admired from the past. That's all. It, it, ain't, it really ain't rocket science. You're listening to Chris Rude on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, but number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. 
My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. You're listening to Chris Root on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and I'm back to our interview. Looking at all the mistakes that previous folks have made, and that's the role that mentors play. They can guide you and say, you know, this is what I did. This didn't work. This is what actually worked. And all of this information, as you mentioned, Chris, is on the World Wide Web, uh, the internet. I mean, there's uh, one thing that when I came to the United States, it just amazed me and uh, was the upward mobility, right? And that was kind of before the internet kind of exploded globally. Uh, but the U.S. always had so much upward mobility for anyone that wants to come here and, and have an opportunity. Now, because of the internet, it's global. And if you're in the wrong environment, you can move, you know, you could get in get into the right environment. Yeah, I mean, there's it, just so much opportunities. Let's jump into the real estate for a second. So this is a f- fantastic a way to get in, well, to get started in real estate, because I do get a lot of emails from listeners asking, you know, I don't have any money. Where do I start? How do I get into real estate? So let's talk a little bit about uh, wholesaling. It's, you know, controlling a contract, but can you elaborate a little bit just of how the process works and what it all involves? Absolutely. So all wholesaling is, is basically it's a marketing business. You're marketing to motivated sellers using different marketing pieces via direct mail, um, billboards, uh, media, uh, radio. It could be a a number of different things, social media, um, bandit signs. So you're marketing to to motivated sellers. You know, the leads come in. You qualify the leads for motivation and equity to see if they're willing to sell at a discount. You get their houses under contract using an assignable contract with an assignment clause. And then we market that contract to a cash buyer, an investor for a fee, right? Via, you know, it could be five, 10, 15, 20, whatever, maybe $40,000. And that's literally the 50,000 foot view. The beautiful thing about wholesaling is that you don't ever actually own the property. You just control it, which really is a beautiful thing because it puts you in first position. If I'd have known about wholesaling when I first got into real estate, geez, I, I would be, I'd probably be worth 10 times more than I'm worth now because I didn't know how to buy right. What does wholesaling teach you? It teaches you how to buy right. What's the only thing you can, tr- you can control in the transaction? The front end, the buy. And when you have a professional wholesaling business piece set up inside of your, bit, your real estate business, you control the front end and you buy the most heavily discounted off your properties from motivated sellers out there. So it puts you in first position capturing the most equity. Now, if you don't have the means or way to actually close on that property and, and keep it as a rental or keep it as a, as a flip or a wholetail it, then you, just, you, can, you can flip the contract to an investor for a fee and start building capital by flipping contracts. And literally, the only expense you're going to have out is, is your time and a little bit of money for marketing to generate qualified leads. So it's a beautiful business to get started with because and even if you even if you guys are listening, you may be sophisticated real estate investors and you have a lot of capital, I suggest that you put a wholesaling piece into your business. Who who wouldn't want like I'm buying deals at 50, 60, 40 cents on the dollar? You know, you can't find those kind of deals on MLS. The market's too hot right now. You know, maybe if we have a complete cr- crash like we did in 2008, but if you really want to capture the most equity, like you know, we own about 11 million bucks in real estate. And I recently, I've only been wholesaling for about four years now, and I really, I really didn't get the best deals or not like the, or the deals I bought in the past four years because I have a wholesaling piece because we buy the most deeply discounted properties now. But beforehand, you know, about the story I was telling you how I bought $3 million worth of single family homes off MLS, I was buying at 80, 85 cents in the dollar, which really wasn't that, that great. And that's why I got my ass handed to me because it was hard to unload those properties because back then, when, you know, when we, 
when I was buying those properties, 80 cents on the dollar, that was good. But once we had that correction, I pretty much lost all my equity in 2014 because the market corrected and we had probably a 15, 20% correction in real estate. So I lost all my equity. But if I had a wholesaling piece back then and I was buying at 50 and 60 cents on the dollar and we have a 10, 15, 20% correction, who cares? I'm still into the property. You know, at, at 60 cents on the dollar, I can still get rid of it. I can, I can fire sale it. So it's very, very important. You guys that are listening, please take my advice. If you're going to get into real estate, you don't start with buying. Well, you don't start with flipping. Unless you got $10, $15 million in checking account, then you can maybe start with buying. Everyone should start with wholesaling. It's the foundation. If you have, if, if you have a found, this foundation set where you're buying low, you can't go wrong because you're buying so discounted. Even if we have a total collapse in the real estate market, if you're buying at 50 cents in the dollar, 60 cents in the dollar, and we have a nationwide correction of 20%, it doesn't matter. You, still, you bought so low, you can't go wrong. So you, can, you only control the front end. You don't control the back end. You don't control the sale. You only, as an investor, you only control the front end, the buy. So you, it, it, you just got to make sure that you can control that buy by having a wholesaling business. So that's the best way to, to control the buy. And as you mentioned, a great way for adding properties eventually for yourself as well. Um, I've And you could do this in any class or any type of property because I actually, now that you that you mentioned it, Chris, um, in uh, years ago uh, when, when I started in, in, in my real estate career as well, I had a friend, they were doing this with massive multifamily uh, unit buildings. They were marketing, putting out mailers there. It was coming in. What the properties, and these were 50, uh, 50 units and up, the properties that they liked, it made sense they keep. The other ones, they knew investors uh, for cash buy, on their cash buyer list that would, that would buy it. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Like we get, we do about 12, 15 deals a month. Um, I keep probably three to four of those a month, but I only keep the best ones. That's the beautiful thing. You can cherry pick from the pipeline. So if we have, you know, say we do thirteen deals this month, and we have three that are just like ridiculous. We bought them at fifty cents on the dollar. They're in a great school district, um, or maybe it's it's a it's a multifamily deal. It's a mobile home park. We're heavily invested in mobile home parks. It's, it's a mobile home park in a great area um, with tons of, of, of upside. You know, we'll keep that. But I would have never been able to get that deal if I didn't have a professional wholesaling business set up because it, you basically get all these qualified leads driven to you. You know, everybody's looking for what? A good what? A good deal. How do you yeah. find a good deal? You market to motivated sellers. The good deals are with people who want to sell their properties fast. If somebody's throwing their house on MLS – there, I'm not gonna say you can't get deals on MLS because I've gotten a lot of deals on MLS, good good deals, but it takes a lot more work and a lot more offers. But if you have this front end piece set up, and I keep repeating myself because I'm emphasizing how important it is to have this piece set up inside your real estate business, you have to have a wholesaling piece because it's it's the front end. It leads your business into massive, massive equity gains when you have this piece set up because you're you're, you're basically buying so discounted that you can't go wrong. And you just keep the best deals in your portfolio and you wholesale the rest off to cash buyers. Motivated sellers includes folks that will be able to trade equity for time, right? Because they want to turn it around and, and sell it pretty quickly. And, and what are some of the uh, categories that those sellers fall into? And then how, uh, from a marketing perspective, is this done through mailers? Is it done through uh, digital ads? What are some of the strategies? Yeah. So to answer your first question, you know, if you listen to, you know, realtors, they'll tell you, there's no way that, you know, that you can buy discounted at 50, 60, 70 cents on the dollar. It's not possible. I get this all the time, you know, and we, and we buy properties and sometimes it's 40 cents on the dollar. So you can't listen to realtors because they're in the retail space. That's totally different from the investing space that, that I'm in. You know, people that who are motivated, you know, they, 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 they're basically people that have a problem, right? Like I tell my students, problems equals motivation equals deals. These problems will consist of, you know, loss of job, job transfer, um, getting a divorce, uh, going into pre-foreclosure because maybe they lost a job and they can't pay their mortgage no more and they need to sell their house fast and they don't want the neighbors to know that they're going, they're having problems. So they don't want to put a, you know, they don't want to listen with a realtor because if they listen with a realtor, and put a sign up, everybody, you know, Joe and Bill and, and all the neighbors are going to want to ask you, hey, why are y'all selling that house? What's going on? Where are y'all moving to? And maybe they're embarrassed about it and they don't want people to know. They just want to sell it and move. 
because they don't want people to know that maybe they're getting a divorce or maybe they want to pre-foreclosure, right? So these are some of the, the motivating factors. Like you talk to a realtor, like, oh, why would they do that when they can just throw it on MLS and get the detail? Well, these are some of the things, you know, I, I see it all the time. If Mary finds out that Joe's cheating on her and is so embarrassed about it and doesn't want any of the neighbors to know and they're getting divorced, so what does she do? call somebody? She, go, she Googles sell my house fast because she doesn't want the neighbors to know she's selling her house. And she gets an offer from an investment company, a, a cash offer. And it's not what she wants, but she doesn't care. She just wants out of this problem. She wants to sell the house fast. She doesn't want anybody to know about it. And she wants to get away from her husband, Bill, who cheated on her. These are some of the kind of the, the, uh, the, 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 the manifestations that happen in my business, right? Uh, burnout landlords. Like we're, this is the greatest time in history to be a real estate investor. Let me tell you why. The baby boomer generation is the biggest demographic in history. That's the post-World War II babies. The, you know, the, when all our great grandfathers came back from World War II, they had the most children out of any generation in, in the in the whole existence. I think the average, I think it was like eight to ten kids back then. That the average family had. So that's a huge demographic right now. And all that demographic is retiring, going into nursing home, dying off, and they're leaving massive, massive inventory on the market that's what outdated, 40, 50, 60 years old, can't really be sold on MLS because. It needs too much work. This is the greatest opportunity for somebody like you guys that are listening who are maybe 22 years old who want to get into real estate. There's not going to be a better time in history to get off-market inventory, especially from the baby boomer generation. They're, going to, they're all going in retirement. And they're leaving their, these homes to these kids, and they, these kids don't want the house. It's a headache because it's so outdated, and they just want to get rid of it fast, and they don't want to have, have it sit on MLS. I'm not saying that everybody can do that, but a large majority of our kids you know, we get from people that are basically old, retired, and maybe going into nursing homes or died off, and the kids inherited the, the property, and they just want to quit sale, right? Right. And they're willing to and they're willing to sell the property, you know, 40, 50, 60 cents on the dollar just to get a quick sale. So that that's some of the motivation. That's some of the people that we buy from. Now, to answer your second question about the marketing strategies, you know, there's a so many marketing strategies. You know, I mean, there's direct mail, there's ringless voice drop, there's uh, text message blast, there's, there's uh, bandit signs, billboards, Facebook ads, uh, PPC, which is pay-per-click, postcards. You know, you can pull a list off a list source and, um, it's a, and mail an absentee owner list. You know, you can cold call, you can skip trace, get a list of, uh, you know, a list of motivated, maybe vacant homes, skip trace and cold call the, the owners if they want to sell it. You know, that doesn't really mean anything. All these marketing techniques I'm telling you doesn't really mean anything. What you really need to focus on is your communication skills. You know, I, I've been doing this for a while. I have a lot of students. That I've, I've, been work, I've worked for other companies. And the number one thing you need to work on is you need to work on you as an individual and your ability to communicate very well, build rapport, get people to like you, and solve a problem as an investor, as a wholesaler. Because people are not going to sell you their house you know, hugely discounted if they don't like you. I mean, sometimes I'm not gonna say they never will. Sometimes they will. But if you have competition in your market, you got two or three other investors going like the same deal, and you're offering pretty much around the same amount. Who's gonna get the deal? The person that the homeowner likes the most. This is a people business. You know, you got to have people skills. There's a technology and art of building rapport that I teach in my classes and my in my coaching course of how to actually get people to like you, how to build rapport, you know, how to outmaneuver your competition. And those are some of the things that I that I really hone in on in, in my in my coaching program. That's why my whole brand is skilled to get the deals. It's really about your skill sets as an individual that's gonna make you stand out as an investor and wholesaler. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, absolutely. Now, you also teach a strategy and uses a strategy you call wholetailing. What, is, what does that involve? Okay, wholetailing can be, you know, it, it basically what wholetailing is, you're not wholesaling it to an investor. You're wholesaling it to a full retail buyer. You're just discounting. Matter of fact, we closed on a hotel deal yesterday. So basically, it's when you pick up a property and, and, and I have to, you got to be careful about wholetailing because you only want to do wholetailing you got two variables. You guys, it needs to be a really hot market where inventory is real tight. Demand's real high and inventory is real tight. And the property really doesn't need a whole lot of work because you have to actually close on the property and take ownership of it to, to wholetail it. So what a wholetail is, 
it's not a full wholesale and it's not a full retail. It's in between. It's basically what a wholesale is when you buy a property, flip it to an investor for just a little bit more than what you got it for. What a wholesale is, is you buy a property and let's just say the property full retail is worth 200,000 and you discount the property, say 190 or 180, 185. And you're basically wholesaling it to a full retail buyer, but you're increasing your, excuse me, you're increasing your spreads exponentially because you're, you're selling it to a full retail buyer discounted versus just really giving it away at a huge discount to an investor. So you, you got to be careful that. So when, what I do is we, the only deals we wholesale are deals that are in really good areas that we know that are in high demand and they don't need a lot of work. Because I don't want to click, I don't want to get into flipping and, and pulling out a hammer and even hiring people to do that. I think that's for the birds. Let, let, let the flippers keep doing that and making marginal money over time because it just it's too much headache, it's too much work. I'd rather buy a property, throw it back in MLS. If it needs to be cleaned out and maybe painted, we'll do that, or just like maybe one room needs some floors and touch up. Then we throw it back on MLS, discount it. And it, what it what happens is it's discounted way less than the rest of the inventory in that area. And it attracts a lot of buyers and you'll find buyers out there that will buy a property, not 100% fixed up or updated, but being that it's so discounted versus the other inventory, they'll buy the property and just do the work themselves. And then what happens is you'll make a lot, a whole lot more on the deal than you otherwise would if you were to just wholesale it to an investor for say five or 10,000, you wholesale it and you make 50,000 to a retail buyer by, by wholesaling it to a retail buyer. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And diff different strategies. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, these are not properties that require a ton of work and you're actually closing on these. So a yep. little bit of a different approach, but it absolutely does. Um, Chris, one of the things that I've observed from uh, very wealthy and successful folks is they, that they're always studying. And we, we touched on personal development for a little bit. What are you studying right now? What skills are you adding or what skill sets are you approving upon? Um, and what excites you? The book I was reading actually before we got on this call was The, the One Thing by Gary Keller. Okay. I heard it. Yep. And um, that, that's what I'm reading right now. I just picked it up and uh, started reading that. It's all about basically focusing on one thing, right? We all try to, especially as entrepreneurs, and I know I, I've had this problem because I'm so ADD and I try to do a million things at one time. But anybody that does anything of real meaning and real success is just hyper-focused on one thing and really just crushes it right you know what's that old russian proverb he who chases two rabbits catches none right kind of the, the the whole premise of the book is to focus on one thing that makes you the most money and just and delegate everything else um, i'm reading i'm also reading uh the seven habits of highly effective people the guys I, here's the thing I'm, I'm huge on personal development because i just i want to become the best version of myself i don't want to wake up 40 years from now and I'm on my deathbed, I'm 95, 100, whatever, hopefully live to at least 95. And I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't do everything I could have done to become the best version of myself to have that, to maximize my potential as a human being on this planet with this experience I'm having to be the best version of myself. Yeah, my biggest fear is not living up to my fullest potential and not knowing that I swung for the fence and I gave him all. And that may, that may not be real for some people that listen. Maybe you're not, you're like, okay, with just, you know, maybe that's not your thing, but I'm just giving you guys my perspective on how I feel and what motivates me. My biggest motivation is the fear of not being the best version of myself. You know, th does that make sense? Abs absolutely. And very, very powerful. Chris, um, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Three principles. One, get into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, let's, let's be real guys. 80% of the world's millionaires are in real estate. It's the easiest, most scale. I say it's not easy, but it's the, well, I'm going to say it's the easiest from a perspective of businesses. You know, it's a lot easier to get into real estate than it is to just start up a, a tech company and, and take it public, right? Everybody's going to need real estate. It's, it, I feel like it's the most indestructible asset class on this planet. Technology is changing every three to six months and, and wiping out businesses left and right. Everybody's going to need shelter for as long as human beings exist on this planet. 
if you're in real estate and you're providing that shelter, especially affordable housing, which I'm in, I'm in, I, I'm not in high end. Well, I say that I have a few high end beach houses in Florida and Alabama, but the majority of my portfolio is in affordable housing, right? The sweet spot. I don't, and that sweet spot is going to be different for different markets across the country. So if you guys are listening, you know, my sweet spot is that that 600 to 850 range or 600 to a thousand range in rent. That will never disappear in my lifetime. Like, like no matter what the economy does, people will always need to rent and have affordable housing. If you're in affordable housing, that's the biggest takeaway I, I took from when I got my ass handed to me in 2014 when I bought all those high-end rentals because I was an idiot, not knowing enough information, thinking that I was buying on emotion because it was a nice house because I would live in it. That's not what you buy. Don't do not buy that. Take take my advice. You buy where the majority of the people rent, and the majority of the people that rent are in affordable housing, and that could be eight hundred to twelve hundred in your range. That could be fifty in a higher end market. It may be fifteen hundred to two thousand. But if you're in affordable housing in that sweet spot, then no matter what the economy does, you have a disruption. Those people are they're not they're always still going to rent, and the people that were maybe spending fifteen hundred to two thousand a month in rent are going to drop down into that that 800 to 1,000. So it's never going to go away. Second thing, personal development. Deep dive personal development. The better person you become internally, the better the world will become externally for you. Listen what I just said. The better that you become internally, the better the external world will come, become for you. It all, it all starts in, in, in the inner world, not the outer world. If you want your outer world to change, you got to change your inner world. Just understand that. Um, and three, wow, you wanted me to give you three things, right? Is that what you told me? Yeah. And the third thing I would say, man, you, you need to take care of your body. You know, I'm, I'm not just huge on personal development. I'm huge on, you know, taking care of my body. I do a ton of intermittent fasting um, that, you know, you've been lied to as a child and, and by these big pharma industries, big food industries telling you that you need to eat three, four and five meals a day, sometimes six meals a day, or it's better just to snack all day long. That's a huge lie. You know, we, we come from the caveman ages. They didn't have grocery stores back. That's where, that's where we evolved from cavemen. Those guys probably ate one meal a day, one meal every other day. They didn't have a grocery store to go snack on. And your, your body can, your body lives on, your body will best serve you if you learn to convert your body into a fat burning metabolism metabolism versus eating sugars and carbohydrates all day i live off of coconut oil avocados and nuts and i feel good all day long because it, what it does is fats burn way more efficiently for fuel especially healthy fats versus sugars carbohydrates so and i only eat one meal a day and i and that's how i can run more effectively my business my personal life i have five kids i have a huge family and business and you know, I work, I have to work and do a lot of things and I'm responsible for a lot of different things. And if I, if I'm not full of energy and if I'm not on top of my game, I just get behind. So I'm really huge on taking care of my body. I exercise every day. I fast. I eat, I eat very healthy. So take care of your body. Take care of your mind with personal development and get into real estate. Fantastic. Chris, where can my listeners learn more about you, your coaching services, your company? Where can they follow you? And where can they stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? So you can follow me on Facebook. I'm maxed out on friends, but you can go to my fan page, Chris Reed Entrepreneur, and send me a like and go to my regular page, Chris Reed, and just press the follow button. I can turn to Facebook lives on real estate, wholesaling. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, real estate rude. You can follow me on YouTube at Chris Rude real estate, uh, tons of free videos. You can follow me on uh, Grant Cardone's network into the hustle. I have a show in his network and uh, I have a new book that I'm going to be releasing um, probably within the next, probably next week called the source of the deal. It's going to be a free ebook. It's all about wholesaling, how I got started and how you can get started on getting into the best business. I feel as far as from a real estate perspective to get into for, you know, basically hardly any money. If you're a young kid, and get into this business early, you can learn how to do all this in the ways and, and tactics. I just, I just basically unloaded to you and tell you exactly how, how I did it. And it's, uh, you can go to www.thesourceofthedeal.com and uh, put your information in and we will email you the book as soon as it releases it. Fantastic. And you can, oh, and one more thing. If you, if you're interested in, in me coaching you, I have a coaching program 
you can uh, you, you can either inbox me on Facebook Messenger or you can go to chrisrude.com and book a call with me and my team and we'll go over everything you need to get into my program. Does it cost money? Yes, it's not free, but it's the best investment you'll make. I got students across the country that are making 30, 40, 50,000 dollars a month from doing this. Now, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to make 30, 40, 50,000 dollars a month. This business ain't easy, but it ain't that hard either, but your heart and soul into it and you work your ass off. You, you can do that. You can be my next success story. Great. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much uh, value for my listeners. This has been a, a awesome to connect, my friend. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I really appreciate you putting me on. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to 44. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.